to Very Amusing, your one-stop shop for the stories, secrets, and shenanigans of a popcorn-fueled theme park journalist. I'm Carly Wiesel, and I'm coming off a very intense weekend. I went to a lovely wedding, which was an unbelievable amount of fun. They had this after party at a rented-out tiki bar, and there were these Hawaiian shirts with their initials on them as party fevers. I've never been gifted a true vibe as a take-home present or a goodie bag, especially at a wedding. So don't be surprised when this free shirt with my friends' initials on it becomes like my future personality. I may or may not become someone who makes non-alcoholic pina coladas at 5 p.m. every day, especially because it's raining outside in L.A. right now, and so it's a bit of a tropical vibe, and I just kind of want to embrace it. Also, disclaimer, because it's 2021 and people just truly love to scream at me online. Everyone at this wedding was vaccinated and tested. You know, the one where they stick the stick up your nose. So I wasn't like raging indoors without a care in the world, just turning my back on everything we've learned in the past year and a half. Uh, I have an Instagram highlight. If you do happen to be curious about where I'm at with going places right now, theme parks included. So dance over to that corner of the internet if you are interested in that. Okie dokie. We're going to get into it because the only thing standing in my way of watching Succession and Insecure and Curb Your Enthusiasm, who boy, the holy trinity, is sending Jeff Fox this very, very late piece of audio. So I'm just going to get started. We continue our strong lineage of Hin and Mickey's here on Very Amusing this week with the one, the only, Robin Lopez. You may know him as the professional NBA basketball player who is currently on the Orlando Magic, or you may know him as the only athlete on Dis Twitter. Either way, yes, we have the NBA's best Disney fan, no shade to his twin brother, Brooke, on the pod this week, and I couldn't be more excited about it. I'm not even going to waste any more time with small talk, as Larry David has taught me so well. But stick around for one of the best episodes we've ever done. Truly, after this chat with Robin, you will never look at a, at a handful of things the same way. Stick around. You will not want to miss this. another hidden Mickey here on Very Amusing. We began with the DVC Point King and Pleasure Island czar, Paul Shear. Followed that up with the hilarity and Star Wars mega fandom of Taron Killam. And today, we crown a third hidden Mickey king in NBA's finest, Robin Lopez. This interview is... Incredible. From the time he met Bob Iger to what he did with a day off in Hong Kong to him going to a park immediately after our interview. Seriously, the park closed at 8. We talked at 6 p.m. This dude gets it. He gets it. And he truly is the essence of a perfect hidden Mickey because he is one of us. There are so many funny stories in here, as well as one illuminating conversation that you will have an opinion on one way or the other. I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm just telling you now, get ready to have a strong point of view (laughs) and probably scream it out loud in about 15 or so minutes. I'm sure I'll be hearing from you. I may be dragged from it, but regardless... It's worth tuning in for. All of that is to say that Robin Lopez is one of the loveliest people I've had the pleasure of getting to know, and we are all better for him being a part of this fan space. I don't know how else to tell you to follow him and everything he says on Twitter, but let's just say if you do, 
You've been lucky enough to experience some wild takes about MGM Studios in its heyday, his public dislike of the Annapolis due to it, uh, causing a protein spill, and some top-tier Muppets fandom you don't want to snooze on. All I'm saying is that if you finish this interview and immediately want to know more, dig through his old tweets and your time will be handsomely rewarded. Truly has the best taste in everything. Ah, I can't get enough. But first, we have one heck of an interview to get through. Ready to take our throne is our newest hidden Mickey. Here's Diz Twitter's only jock, Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez, welcome to Very Amusing. I'm so happy to have you on. Glad to be here. I feel like the lighting in my room is terrible, but I'll live with it. I'll no, it's it. actually it's a- so good. I just closed the drapes because I had this weird glare on my glasses, and now I feel like you are. You might think I'm a shut-in, but I promise I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I know we got to gabbing pre-interview. Um, sorry to everyone listening, but I... I anticipated asking you a bunch of questions about Epcot, and then I was like, wait, I need to talk to you about the NBA bubble. That definitely was an experience. Because you were maybe, you and your brother are the only ones of us who were there, I think? There's no other NBA mega Disney fan, is there? There's there's some Disney fans, but I wouldn't say mega Disney fans, no. Yeah, they're not they're not out here uh, like puking in planters outside Viennapoli. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know I, no, I was able to hold it though. I was able to hold it till I got to um outside pirates, fortunately. Oh, you you held it across parks. I did not know. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh my god, incredible. Um, uh, but <laughs> I guess I mean I know you've talked about like what it was like to be there as a fan, but what what was it like to just really have your run of the place and to have your teammates and everyone else know that they were now on your turf? <laughs> well, I mean I think it, it was it was both a lot of fun and both extremely tantalizing. Uh, initially, they told us we would be able to do things like, you know, after hours excursions in the parks. And they said, you know, oh, Kilimanjaro safaris. They, I remember they specifically mentioned that. That would be available to us. And none of that ever happened. And that's, you know, that's, that's fine. I'm sure the bubble was, balancing the bubble was so difficult that making that happen would have been you know, how to, how to balance a thousand things at once, but. Okay. Cause they, this is what I was wondering about. Cause they fully told us like, don't worry specifically you and your brother will be able to go on a coaster. It's going to be fine. There's like newspaper headlines out there that are like, everything's fine. The boys got to go on a coaster, but no, no. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's fine. You know, we were there for basketball. That's, that's fine. I understand that was our job. Yes. We were, we were told that. And once again, I don't hold any umbrage that, plans changed because it was obviously an unprecedented situation. Yes. But um, I, we, went, we did get to go to downtown Disney. Um, I, we went to Splitsville, got one bowling there. Um, I, Coronado was such a huge resort. I found myself just wandering around Coronado. And it was interesting to treat it like Eloise in a Disney resort for about, you know, however long we were there. Have you, have you been back to Coronado since, since you lived there? I have, and I, I should go back though. I'll go back with my grandkids and tell them about. Oh, we're not gonna. We're the not time Pop Pop lived here. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Those roll their eyes, right? Whatever, Grandpa. Oh my gosh! So now that you're officially in Orlando, like, how often are you hitting the parks? I'm trying to strengthen my fortitude. Maybe 
once or twice a week I'm at the parks, you know? Yeah. Um, I found that when I first got down here, I was here for the 50th. I was at the parks for the 50th and everything. But I've been trying to hit up the things that I haven't done. So some of the deeper cuts in at Universal, like I finally, when they announced that Shrek was going away, I finally did Shrek, which was- Oh, you've done it. You officially I, did it. I, I, I did it, yes. I, I, it was horrible on my back. I chose the, the moving seats. <laughs> It was just horrible on my back. I'm thankful that I didn't get injured from that. But <laughs> it was that intense. I don't know what it was, but every I was, I, I was cringing every time the the motion sensors in the seats were activated. I don't know if my sen- I don't know maybe my center of gravity is slightly higher. I don't know what it was, but it was just way too much for me. So. Shuck, shuck 4D, you will not be missed on my part. Wait, was there, was, there, was there a point where you had to talk to, like, the team's physical therapist to be like, <laughs> no, I think Shrek no, 4D no. took me down? Fortunately, fortunately, it never got that far, because I think if that happened, they would be like, I'm afraid if that happens, they're going to be like, Rillo, we, we don't want you in the parks. And that, that can't happen. That can't oh, no. Happen. Not so at you all. Have, so so you, have, you have professional athletes that might hide, you know, twisted ankles or, or concussions or something if i get an injury in the parks i'm gonna have to try to hide that just so i can keep my my park going habits consistent it sounds but, like um, you've actually given this serious thought <laughs> I mean, what else do i think about right oh my gosh so are you fully if you're in once or twice a week are you doing the locals thing where you just drop in for a dinner and then go is that your life now I'm there for a couple hours, yeah. Like today, I'm, I'm thinking about going to Animal Kingdom. Closes at eight. I asked, so I'll be there for like hour and a half or something. I asked Brooke, "What do you? What do you? What do you? Is there anything you want from Animal Kingdom?" He wants his decanter from Club Thirty Three, so I'll go pick that up. I was gonna say you're not buying merch because you have good stuff. Like you're not buying merch like us regular, everyday peasants, are you? I definitely don't buy as much merch as I used to. When I first got to the league, I bought a lot of merch. Um, I bought too much merch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've all been there. Yeah, I bought too much merch. And I definitely cut, cut back on the standard merch. I feel like the listeners need to know that it is currently 6.10 p.m. where you are. It's going to so, be a dash. I, yeah. I, love, I love adding a little element of drama to all my plans. A little, just a little bit. So there's always has to, there always has to be some kind of mad dash. Some kind of... Am I going to make it? Am I going to have enough time? I mean, is this going to be like uh, like you run to flight a passage a minute before it closes to get in? That type of it situation? Might it might be. It might be. This is why I feel like Disney people would be so good at The Amazing Race. Because <laughs> we're just used I, to doing a bunch of random things all in a row and hitting all of them. Oh, no. I, I think they, they would be incredible. I was talking to a friend who was talking about... um doing that challenge or what's what's it called where you go to every attraction all four parks oh parkeology yes and the logistics for the logistics for hitting everything and it's it's just mind-numbing oh my god i i don't i applaud those who do it i will never ever give that a shot (laughs) it's not for me but i feel like running to go to go get a present for someone is more my speed Is there any other stuff you've done recently that you hadn't done before and did for the first time that stood out and or it injured you? So my first few weeks here, um, I'm hitting up the other parts that I haven't been to. Um, I had an off day where I went to SeaWorld. I, went, I did, did the coasters there. 
I got it a lot because I wanted to see Empire of the Penguin. I didn't realize it was still shut down. And I got a line for it, realizing it, it. But I saw the penguins, so it was all cool. I saw the penguins. Yeah. Um, and then I, I decided, what else do I have to do today? I'm not going to get another chance to do it when the season starts. So I drove down to Legoland. <laughs> Wait, okay. Did they let you in? They did, yes. I Because I, I know in San Diego, you used to not be able to go if you're over a certain age without a kid, right? Yes, that's what I was under the impression of because I've only been to Legoland once and a PR person went with me and did not leave my side. So I assumed it was the same in Florida, but I guess you it, were okay. They, they let me in. They let <laughs> me in. <laughs> so um, I checked that out. I checked, um, they had the little, they had Cypress Gardens, a little walk around area there still. Um, I... I've driven out to like Cocoa Beach. I haven't been to Kennedy Space Center, but I'm hoping to hit that next. I love it. You're like when people come here and they have two weeks in Orlando and they're like, we're doing it all. <laughs> I'm doing it all. <laughs> oh my no, but I, am, I am a big Disney fan. So usually when I come, it's all Disney. Maybe, you know, some of the highlights of Universal. I don't think I realized until I was like, maybe I should know at least something about sports and like Googled around <laughs> before we chatted. Um, I didn't realize that you're from California or and you're mm -hmm. kind of like more of a Disneyland guy. I will always I will always say that Disneyland is superior to Disney World. Which is shocking you to me because your public branding, everyone thinks of you as a Disney World dude. Is that I never thought about that. I never thought about that. Because, you know, now you're on the team, like you're popping right. up at Disney World stuff, mm -hmm. but you love a Phantasmic, you love uh, New Orleans Square, you love Indiana Jones Adventure. Yes. So Yeah, no, I mean, don't be wrong, I love Disney World, but Dis I, I'm Disneyland is my home park, 100%. Wow. And have you, have you been everywhere? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because um, I actually, I've never mentioned this to you, but I remember being at the Shanghai opening. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I didn't know who you were, but I was just like, that person is not media. <laughs> like, was, the, was that the day I was underdressed or overdressed? Oh, I don't know. It was at um, the, it was when at the premiere of The Lion King in Mandarin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that I was underdressed that day because our luggage got in late. So everybody else was, you know, not dressed to the nines, but they were, they were, everybody else looked gorgeous. And I was in like basketball shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> I do remember that was the first time I met Bob Iger. And I Rick think and I, I saw this happen. We just got off um, Tron Light Cycles and we both had power discs in our hands. <laughs> oh my God. We were, we, we were just geeking out like, ah, we just went on Tron. We were just on Light Cycles. <laughs> and Bob Iger walks up and we have, we have, we have, a, we have the discs in our hand. And, you know, he was very nice about it. He didn't draw attention to it or anything, but. Did he know you guys? Because you were with your brother. So this was this is a funny story. He he we we met him now. Now we, we know him. He, we found out he's a big basketball fan. But at that time, he's one of those people that has somebody next to him that goes, "This is Robin Lopez. This is Brooke Lopez." You know, when 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 he's meeting somebody, just to make sure he's on his toes. Like in the Devil Wears Prada. Exactly like that. Exactly like that. Yes. Whoa! So did you hear that happen? We did, yeah. It was, it was, you know, he's Bob Iger. I'm sure he meets a billion people. I I have trouble remembering people I meet. So you know, 
but it was still not. I thought it was cool to hear. It was cool to hear. Oh no, it's exciting to like see how it happens. Right. Oh my God. Wow. What a memory. I, I remember, and actually um, my friend Arthur, who's another theme park reporter was on the podcast and he, we were in line and he got on the ride on Bob Iger's train and I just missed it. My, so my favorite memory from um, Shanghai was we were in line for pirates and we were about to board and I saw Marty Sklar getting on pirates and I thought that was the first near miss. I thought that was the near miss. I was like, oh, we, I, almost, I almost got to see him. And fortunately, we saw him again in line for Soaring Over the Horizon. And I screwed up the courage to go say, hi, I'm a really big fan of yours. And I, 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 I don't think I had ever been that nervous since I was little. And I got to meet Gadget Hackbench at the parks. How did it go? Were you like, were you shaking or were you like, able oh, to I, do I was, it? I was, I was definitely shaking, but he was, he was so polite and so sweet. And it was, yeah, he, it was, it was definitely the highlight of the trip for me. Oh my God. Are, are you and your brother at the same level of fandom or do we just mistakenly group you together? We are. Yeah, we, we, we are for sure. Okay. So I assume he also met Marty and it was also a wonderful experience. Well, no, he, he didn't. He, he was oh, the no. one who go say hi to him. Go say hi to him. Yeah, so. Oh, my gosh. Is there anyone else you've met who you were starstruck by? Because for a lot of people who are Disney fans, them meeting you is a huge deal. <laughs> um, there, there, there's, there's a few. Um, I've been fortunate to meet, you know, a lot of the Imagineers. I've been, I've been at Tony Baxter's place a <gasps> few times. I've seen the house. I've been, they, yeah, it's, it's really incredible. Really incredible. He, and he's a, he's a great guy um kim irvine and i i just i've just been really i've been very lucky very lucky oh my god i do have to ask i'm gonna throw back to when we were talking about merchandise you own everything right like you just you own a bunch of stuff do you have like a, a house museum what is the deal i have a place where i keep everything i don't like the idea of having everything you stored away in boxes so it is displayed in some form I would like at some point to have something larger where I could display everything properly. And hopefully in the next few years, that'll, that'll see the light of day. I, are you talking like, like an in-house exhibit? What? Ideally, Blue Sky, I, I would love to be able to get up and, you know, have my house and then get up at like 3 a.m. and go, I'm going to go, I, I want to go walk over to my, I want, I want to go walk over to, to my Horizons vehicle. You know, at <laughs> 3 a.m. in the morning. I would love to do something where a lot of people could see it, but there's so many logistics with that. Yeah. Is it bad that I'm imagining this space as a version of sci-fi dine-in where all of your ride vehicles are, like, facing a screen, and then you choose, like, which one to have breakfast in? I haven't thought about that, but that would be incredible. That would be can, magnificent. Can you please make that happen? <laughs> I, I mean, now I think I have to. There has to be some kind of giant screen involved playing B playing B Disney movies. <laughs> yes. Legend yes. of Lobo Just like scratched something. up like you're actually <laughs> sitting there. Oh my God. Have you have you like, do you have anything cool or anything you've gotten recently that you're excited about? Because like I feel like the public is pretty tapped into John Stamos's collection, but you must have treasures like you must have so much fun stuff even if it's like paper goods or like random mm -hmm. cups or things 
I do have, I do have um, my usual favorite that I go to is uh, Jose. I, I got Jose at the Richard Kraft auction. Oh my God. And and yeah, everyone won big at, at the Richard Kraft oh yeah. auction. <laughs> oh yeah. That, that was, uh, that was an unbelievable, unbelievable exhibit. He, he did, he did that so well. It was, that was so much fun. I'd probably have to go with Jose. A lot of people listening to this are very active on Disney Twitter, and you are are, are one person outside the bubble who is also <laughs> participating in the chaos that is all of us online all day. But I, I mean, I just want to ask you about some of your hot takes because there are plenty of them. Uh, <laughs> one that I agree with is Takumi Tay best restaurant in Disney World. Oh, it's unbelievable! It's unbelievable. I can't. I cannot wait for it to open back up. Yes, and not that many people have been to it, so like the rest of us are just stuck evangelizing it, and then people don't know because they haven't been able to go. So, World Showcase is my favorite. It's it's tough to say my favorite area in all of Disney World, but to to me, it's a very special place. I think it's the area of Disney World, Epcot in general, but especially World Showcase with the most untapped potential. But anyway, when Takumite opened. I was I was more excited for that opening than I had been for an attraction at Disney World in a long time. That's just that's not knocking any other attractions. I was just extremely geeked that there was a major restaurant opening in World Showcase, and it did not let me down. Uh, it was. Hmm. How many times I, have you gone? Two or three. We we were definitely there opening day. We were definitely there opening <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, we definitely uh, we rope dropped to Kumite. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, and it was it was well worth. I cannot wait for them to open up. Oh my god, I agree. Is there anything in World Showcase that that you would want to kick out first, or anything unexpected that you would really, really want to stay forever? Um, I don't think it's not a hot take to say that I'm a huge Impressions Day France fan, and I'm. It's so difficult to see it now. It's it's so we. I was I I I had a restaurant. Um, I had a restaurant reservation the other day and I was trying to schedule in impressions of France to make it work, but I guess they only show it after, what is it now? They rotate with the Beauty and the Beast show. Sing along, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. See, I, okay, I, and this might be too personal of a question, but do you feel like your height allows you to enjoy that show more? <laughs> I've never thought about that. That's interesting. Because I'm there and I'm kind of like, I'm, you know, I'm like leaning back and I'm standing mm -hmm. and I can't really, can't really feel comfortable, but it might be perfect for you. I've never, I've never considered that. You know? I'm going to have to try to squat down or something next time I'm there. <laughs> Just to know. feel what it's like for the rest yeah. of us. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, are you into Soren? Are you into like all large format films or specifically that one? Um, I mean, I just think that film, I'm, I'm not a huge genius when it comes to film or anything, but I think it's really well edited. It's really, for a theme park film, at least it's, it's pretty, pretty subtle. The, the narration isn't over, oh, you know, it's not, it's not too overwrought. Um, I think it's, I think it's in a class of its own when you talk about theme park travelogue films, I guess. I mean, I agree. Uh, I've seen a lot of your thoughts on Epcot seen a lot of your thoughts on Hollywood Studios, but I don't really know where you stand with Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom. So, Magic Kingdom, I love parts of the Magic Kingdom, and I, 
I know this this is gonna be this might be a hot take. I don't know. I found out with some people it is, with some people it isn't. It depends what coast you're from. Magic Kingdom to me is just the inferior version of Disneyland in California. Are you one of the people that has a lot of feelings about one Space Mountain over the other? I I do actually think the Florida Space Mountain is superior. <gasps> I think I think the I think I I think the queue and aesthetics I think are better at Disneyland. But once you actually get on the attraction, I it's so it's so much fun. That's the only attract that's the only attraction I feel like I'm legit gonna fly fly off the rails when I ride it. I have never felt more seen because I completely agree and people give me so much crap for it. Because they're like, oh, there's no soundtrack. It feels like it's going to break. And I always say that that's part of the fun because you really want to feel the thrills. Mm-hmm. I agree. I completely agree with that. Do you have a preferred side? I don't have a preferred side. Okay. I, I, I will admit I'm not quite, quite familiar enough with it to not have a preferred side. Oh, it's kind of um, my... If I'm going to the parks, I'm going there and I'm riding Space Mountain. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, they do have the people mover there. They do have the people mover yeah. Magic Kingdom. I love the people mover. Um, Animal Kingdom is something that I, is definitely a park I need to get more familiar with. If only they would have let you go on those safaris while you were If around. only, if only. <laughs> come on, NBA. What were you thinking? <laughs> like, if you go tonight, what are you going to do after you run your brother's errands? That's a good question. I don't know. I'll, I'll probably just wander around. I, I've never, whenever I'm in that park, I feel like I'm always headed somewhere. I'm always headed. We got to get to Everest. We got to get to Pandora. So I, I'm probably just going to wander around for a little bit. I've never really been in there and just, I've had, I've had chances in Epcot. I've had chances in Disneyland and California Adventure to just wander around the park. I've never been able to do that in Animal Kingdom. Oh my God. If I, if I shut up, then tonight's the night. <laughs> <laughs> you have you seen kite tails yet i haven't no okay i think you're gonna love it i really think you will yeah it's just there's nothing like it there's something very like kind of 90s about it where mm. you would expect something like this to exist in a pre-tiktok era but they've right. just embraced it and uh, the kites are supposed to crash like that and it's glorious and it's fun and i love it I just love it. I'll check it out and give my review for of it then. I'm very I'll curious. Check it out. I'm very curious to know what you think. Um, what is your favorite Disney attraction worldwide? I know you love you're a pirates guy, I believe, but if we're talking global, I don't know. It's probably still it's probably still Pirates or Indie and Peep Mover. Um, I do have to throw I, I have to throw Journey to the Center of the Earth in there. Of course, um, whenever I whenever I'm in Tokyo, I'm up at the crack of dawn, and I'm I'm sprinting. I wear rope dropping. I'm sprinting straight to Journey to the Center of the Earth every time. Um, I love I love Mystic Manor. Uh, when I was when I was in Hong Kong on MBA business, um, I had a day off, and I I I fortunately got to I spent a day in the park. Where there was nobody else there, the rains helped, and I was just riding Mystic Manor over and over again. It was magnificent. How many times do you think you did it? Had to be eleven or twelve. Do you you do you randomly get opportunities like that, or is that specifically unique? That's pre- I'd say that's pretty unique. 
Yeah, that was I just so. I, I didn't have any I didn't have any kind of guide or anything. I was just me by my it was me by myself on the park. And there just there were no I just got there on a day where there were no lines and then there were there were some rains, some showers. So that was a glorious day. Do you think so? I only went to Hong Kong Disneyland once, but by the I'd say the end of the first day, the beginning of the second day, they started to recognize me. Did you also get that? That, no, that 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 definitely happens to me. And um, Hong Kong, with its relationship with China, there's there there are big NBA fans there, so they'll recognize anybody in the NBA, anybody from LeBron James all the way down to to me. Um, oh, and I meant they recognize me as like random American no, woman who was still no, I, here. No, so I figured that, no, that that yeah. definitely happens. That definitely happens. I um, I actually I'm I'm friends with a couple cast members on Facebook just because of that. Like they were like, I remember. I, I they were like, oh, I remember seeing you three years ago at the parks or something. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 really fun to go over to Hong Kong because of that. Actually, how wild! So when you were walking through the park, like, what was the vibe like? Were people did people know who you were, and they were like taking it into account in real time? A little bit, yeah. It's worse when it's worse when Brick and I are both walking through the park. Because then there's no, there's no doubt about it. But um, yeah, yeah, for sure. That must be so strange specifically there because that park kind of screws with your brain in the way where you're like, am I in California? But you're not? There are definitely things I love about that park. But the first initial impression that we got was that it was a slight upgrade. This would be like, we were like, this is like the Disneyland that Michael Jackson would have in his backyard <laughs> initially. That was the initial impression we got. Um, I, I see why you would say that. I mean, I went recently, so there was more, but yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah, that was like, so that, yeah, that would have been like 2008 or something. Oh yeah. That yeah. is uh, deeply accurate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I still, my, my biggest, I, I still dislike that Fantasyland has kind of, and this, this is obviously, but this must be a Cali guy speaking. Because our fantasy land has five excellent dark, or I wouldn't say we have four excellent dark rides in, in Pinocchio, which is it's, it's not bad. It's okay. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But all the other fantasy lands, it drives me nuts, especially in Hong Kong and Shanghai. Even they don't have that many dark rides. Hong Kong only has Winnie the Pooh, and I find it kind of depressing that we're starting to kind of miss out that we have. You get your E attractions or even some D attractions. And now our, now the diversion attractions, as opposed to being like weird dark rides, you get like a kind of spinner or something or... Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. It still blows my mind that even Peter Pan at Disneyland, there's just a person sitting there like making your vehicle move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm always shocked that when I go back that it's not... They're not like, oh, this is closed, so we can put a robot in. Like, it's really just a human pulling a thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's part of the charm, I suppose. Oh yeah, I, I, I want that. I want to be at the end of the ride and then kind of feel my bones break. Like, I really want to feel <laughs> like it's from the past. <laughs> um, who is your favorite character? Uh, like across the Disney spectrum. I have three favorite characters. Okay. Um, Gadget Hackwrench is probably number one. 
And when I'm on a podcast like this, I can freely say gadget hacker and people will go, I know who that is. Yeah, of course. Usually when people aren't as deep in, I'll say Robinhood. Okay. And then of course I, I love Robinhood, suave, debonair, handsome, hot. Um, and then I, I, I love all these characters, but goofy is the answer I give when people aren't as familiar. I mean, go- I think there's definitely a resemblance. I like to think there. I like to think there's a resemblance between me and Robin Hood. I know there's a resemblance between Goofy and myself. <laughs> I I'm now that I'm realizing like I have not looked at Robin Hood in a while. I need to I need to Google him. Oh, there's no resemblance. I wish there was. I wish there were a resemblance. No, there is no resemblance. You said hot. Robin Hood is hot. You don't think so? Are we talking like the newer films where like fancy we're talking actors? the Fox. We're we're talk- talking we are Brian, talking the Fox. We're talking Brian Bedford. But the, he has no chin. <laughs> I mean, I'm really not seeing it. You're not seeing it? Oh, no. no. Like, like, not, like, not even in the slightest. And I'm someone who's like, I would understandably marry Goofy. Like, even if people judge me for it, like, he, he seems like a stand-up guy. You'll always have fun. <laughs> I've but- never heard anybody said they would take Goofy over Robin Hood. You must be a gold digger or something. <laughs> that must, well, be, you, that you must think, be the case. You think Goofy's got a lot of savings? <laughs> Goofy probably doesn't that's even a, have food in the fridge. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah, if you're, if you're married to Goofy, you are going to Trader Joe's. Like, there is nothing in the house. Wow, I, I really don't see it. I'm, I'm sure I'll hear if people agree that Robin Hood has got it going on, but no, no, not wow, really. that's that's. That's shocking. Not. It might just be you. I hope it's not. But <laughs> no, no, he's not. He's, it doesn't even rank for me. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know hot was one of the adjectives. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I would. I wouldn't hesitate. I'm interested to hear what people have to say. I thought everyone's like, uh, like, uh, I, I don't know who everyone loves. Maybe. Um, Everyone likes the princes, I guess. What's his name from Tangled? Flynn. Flynn Rider. Yeah, people love Flynn Rider. People people love Flynn, Flynn, Flynn Rider. People love Prince Eric, I feel like. Yeah, so basic, though. Agreed. I agree with that. Yeah. Also, like, doesn't have a good track record, but <laughs> that's besides the point. Not really all there. Um, but no, wow. Okay. To each their own. I mean, no judgment. I just, I don't see it <laughs> personally. Uh, are you more into Duffy and Friends or Mickey and Friends? Are you at all a Duffy person? I love Duffy. So Tokyo, I, I try to go to Tokyo every year. I try to go to Tokyo Disney every year. And so you've also been struggling. Def- yeah, it's it's been it's been a rough couple of years. <laughs> I'm, uh, I can't wait to hear the NBA player Robin Lopez has been struggling because he can't go to Tokyo. <laughs> no, but I, I, I do I do love going there. Um, and obviously Duffy is a rock star. That's that's putting it mildly. Um, I'm a huge Duffy fan. I do think you have a Duffy favorite, was- or do you like you like core Duffy? No, I I, um, I, I love them all. I, I think Gelatoni is my favorite, but I I made up my own little I, I made up my own little backstory for for Gelatoni because. Uh, one of my nieces on a trip got got a gelatoni plush, and he kind of became like a swashbuckling rogue of a. Yeah. Oh wow! I mean, that's yeah. that seems more exciting than him 
I don't know, being like a small child who dropped ice cream and then painted with it. <laughs> that's a good backstory. That's a pretty good backstory. You're it selling is good. it short. You're it is selling good. it short. <laughs> I know. I do love them so much. I didn't realize I've done like way too many episodes about Duffy, but I didn't realize until this year that th- that they're children. They're basically like little children and Duffy and Shelly Mae aren't dating. I didn't know the second part. I knew the first part, but I didn't know the second part. Right. I, I thought just, it was a Mickey and Minnie situation. I, I definitely assumed that. I was like, I get I it. Like they're not, you know, they're not adults, but they're like, you know, going to a sweetheart's dance or something. I definitely assume that. Yeah, that's genuinely shocking to me. I know. Maybe that's how there's no drama in that friend group. That's why they have so many of them. <laughs> I would love to see them get another shot at, uh, at stateside. I'm all for it. I am gunning for it. I mean, the, at the Poly, that store is filled with Olumel and it's been selling very well, supposedly. I That's I have I have learned to love Olumel. It, it was a slow start, so um, <laughs> now I am pro anything that gets them back to America. But like, it can't take that much, right? It would make us so happy. I agree. I agree. What's not to love? What's, What's not, not to love? How do they not have a ride yet? I don't understand. I do wonder if that's coming. That has to be coming down the pipe in Tokyo, right? I mean, a dark ride has to, but so far, nothing. There's nothing else going on in that Cape Cod area. I know, except for the store that never has anything because everyone ransacks it. <laughs> also, I meant you were struggling because I am also struggling. There's, I no, feel I- like the moment we can go to Japan, the parks are going to be filled with this very tight contingency of Americans. There's no question about it. If it happens during the season, I'm t- I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be in the concussion protocol or something where you so I'm gonna be. Okay, here's what you'll do: you'll go back to Universal, you'll go on Shrek 4D three to four times, (laughs) and then you'll be free. (laughs) There it is. That takes care of it. I'll go. I'll have to go see a specialist in Japan. I think they're really good at um, injuries related to needing to visit fake Cape Cod. That's just what I hear. (laughs) It's on the business card. Yes. Um, what's the most secret or exciting space within a Disney theme park that you've been able to visit? I think the coolest thing I saw, this is, and this is just off the top of my head. This is off the top of my head. Aside from getting to go up to a bunch of the Epcot lounges, which isn't necessarily, I don't know if that's secret, but the coolest thing I saw was when I was on a tour in Paris and they took us back to a room where we could actually see the Star Tours vehicles in motion. What? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's... I. This was pre-Star Tours 2 over there, so I don't know if they've removed that room or not, but it was there, it was there when I took the tour. That is so cool. I don't think I've actually, ever heard that. Was, it was actually surprising how smooth, but how dramatically the vehicles pitched and yawed. And people can jump in and say if I'm using those words wrong, but they see, it seems no, that seems, feels very like Imagineering story. It feels accurate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Cause I've seen, I've seen like barely anything, but I've never seen a ride in motion like that. Yeah. That was, that was really cool to witness. That's all, off the top of my head. That would be. That would be up there. I was, I was, I, this is, this isn't a secret area, but I was really fortunate to tour the Shanghai Disney grounds like two years before opening. And I, 
I walked through show scene seven to ten of Pirates, and I think I think that's from where you see um, where you see Davy Jones on the piano, and when you're going through when you're going through the ships. But the funny story about that is, I wear sandals everywhere, and I mistakenly wore sandals to a construction site, <laughs> which is a huge no-no because you have to be in full gear. Huge no-no, and I had, we signed papers and everything. And they're like, "You're wearing sandals," and <laughs> and but I I wear size twenty, so there weren't any replacement shoes. Oh my god! And I, I didn't even think about that. I was already there, so I was walking around in sandals. <laughs> oh, because they didn't even like wrap your feet in tape or anything they didn't like make a shoe i think i had like protective uh, what do you wear like in hospitals when you put what did you put on a shoe oh like um like those little booties yeah the little booties little yeah i love that goes on those little protective booties over my sandals (laughs) wait i love the idea of you because that park is gigantic of you shuffling through that park in like little hot, like like you're taking a tour of a new house, put on little booty socks, and are just sliding through. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. <laughs> was it all dirt? For the most part, I think nothing resembled anything really close to a finished product. Pirates was somewhat built up. I think the castle was somewhat built up. There wasn't really anything for Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland was kind of just flat dirt patch, but that's that's Tomorrowland everywhere. Whenever whenever they're building it, I feel like. Tomorrowland gets, they get to Tomorrowland last. <laughs> yeah, because it was, I mean, I was there as you were for the opening and I feel like they were still putting in trees. I don't know if I'm remembering that correctly or not, but like there, it was like technically open. <laughs> That's, that sounds, that, yeah, that, 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 I can confirm that, yeah. Because you can, I mean, if I was in charge of the park, I'd do the same because it's not like building those intricate murals or anything like that. Here, it's kind of like it's supposed to be sparse. It's Tomorrowland. Right. So I get it. If you could add one old thing back into a Disney park, not like a ride, but entertainment. So maybe um, those like big balloons that they had with surprise in the skies at Epcot or like Osborne mm-hmm. family spectacle, anything like that. What would you choose? That's a good question. I know you've mentioned I'm a big Fantasmic fan. So it, it would be easy for me to say original Fantasmic. My favorite fireworks show was um, the Disneyland 50th show. Remember Dreams Come True? I'd love, I would love to see that again. Um, That's a great one because people have been talking about that a lot because of Disney World's 50th. And I never got to see that. And everyone talks about it and describes it in detail. And it sounds amazing. So, so Oh, it was fantastic. It, it was, it was really, it was really about the parks and, there are a lot of things I would, I think I was, so 50th would have been 2000, I was a junior in high school. And so. Oh, so that is cemented in your brain. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I would. Yeah. Completely. Completely. But they had, you know, the fire shooting up during the Indiana Jones scene and then the lasers during, during star tours, the magnification, magnification from adventure to inner space. The whole thing was, yeah. No, I'm jealous. It was, it was what the 50th Disney world it should have been. I was like, I just want to see a Muppets walk around character and you're out here like bringing the goods. That's a good, no, that's a, that's a good call. Actually. They had I, them. I, they had them once. I, I, I definitely want a Muppets walk around character. I want, I want Muppets everything, but since we're talking about 
I wanted I want the Muppets back in Liberty Square. I thought that so was do I. I thought that was really well done. I don't think I've seen it, you know, and I, I, I it's probably just a viral thing. I don't think Muppets Hamilton makes much sense at all in <laughs> all of presidents. <laughs> I certainly <laughs> hope I'm I'm probably I'm probably betraying my age. <laughs> no, I I loved it. It's one of the only things I would endure, like basically standing on the surface of the sun, just taking it so I could watch that show. Because like, there's no cover, there's no shade. You're just oh, out yeah. there absorbing. Oh, it. I remember I was watching that and I was just drenched in sweat, but yes. I would I had this huge smile across my yes. face. <laughs> it's like you can picture the other Muppet fans just like give this to me, <laughs> injected in my veins. I oh would love God. for that to come back. I honestly, if they brought like Duffy back to the world showcase for once a day, and if they had a, a Miss Piggy walk around character, I'd throw in that it'd be like there's nothing left to critique. Like, this <laughs> you'd be set. You'd be set. I just want to hug Duffy. <laughs> and I can't imagine hugging Miss Piggy, but it would be it would be a joy. You gotta you have to kiss Miss Piggy's hand. Oh my god. Oh my god. I like can we like have a bunch of people pitch in to fund this. Like, there's got to be a way to make it happen. I'm hoping with Muppet ha- Muppets Haunted Mansion, it's kind of turned a corner and we're, we're building to some kind of dramatic crescendo, Muppet crescendo. I hope so, too. I mean, we're out here rooting for these groups of characters that are wonderful that need more representation, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I, I think that's everything I had to ask you. Um. I guess the last thing I'm wondering about is like, what is it? What is it like being in a world where you're the Disney guy? Because for a lot of us, are we're already in the Disney circle, and you're out there like repping all of us. <laughs> is it a lot of responsibility? It does feel like a lot of responsibility at times, but you know, it, I think more than anything, it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I think it's it's fun for me to. It's fun for me to be surprised at some of the people that come up to me and say, hey, I'm a huge Disney fan. You know, oh, yeah, I hear you're a huge Disney fan. I love this. I love that. You know, from especially in, in the NBA. And that's that's just it's really cool. To, it's really cool to see. Really cool to hear. There's other there's other sports people who are very into this. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't say, you know, once again, I wouldn't say mega Disney fans, but they, they love going to the parks and they enjoy it. I love it because it. I've talked about this four thousand times before, so I'm going to bore everyone. But uh, there's so much judgment about Disney adults when really I so strongly believe that anybody who is into this has really tapped into something worth paying attention to. Like we all understand how to have fun as adults, and that's not easy. And so it's it's nice to know that that we have support in a sports league. <laughs> <laughs> well, you. Maybe it is. Maybe it is because I'm an NBA player. But I, I find people around me that they they genuinely love. They genuinely love going to the parks. They genuinely love watching Disney movies. So man, I don't know. I I think we're, I feel lucky. I think we're all lucky. I think so too. Um, I don't want to keep you from Animal Kingdom, especially if this is your one shot to wander. <laughs> but ha- have so much fun. Um, let me know when you watch Kite Tales. And is I mean, usually people have stuff to promote. Do you want to like promote sport? <laughs> Usually people are like, listen to my podcast, but. I do have two things to promote. One serious, one not. Okay. Um, the serious thing 
my brothers and I were working on a manga with a friend. It's called Transition Game. It's a basketball manga. If you go, you can go to transitiongame.com and check it out. Cool. Um, and then the other thing, and I'm adamant that this must happen because it's about the Muppets. There must be a great Gonzo, some kind of extreme nighttime spectacular stunt show, fireworks show. Oh my God. Can you, have you thought about where it would go? Got to go in studio. Somebody make it happen. Somebody would make you it be, happen. As someone who loves Fantasmic, would you prefer that to take that space? Because you love the Disneyland one, but would you rather have this than the inferior Florida one? That's a good question. Because even inferior Fantasmic still has some of those Fantasmic moments, like when Mickey appeared, you know, when he's a, when, when Mickey does that, that, that teleportation thing, that's just, it gets you right there. So it's hard for me to knock any Fantasmic, even though Disneyland is definitely superior. I would hope that the Florida Fantasmic would instead be upgraded. But I mean, great, the great, Gonzo's my favorite Muppet, so I got to go to bat with my guy. Oh my gosh, she must have loved Haunted Mansion. I loved it. I loved it. I, I thought the message was very nice too. Oh, it was, it was perfect. It was perfect Muppets. Okay, so all we got to do is just have someone remind Bob Iger of you, have you stop him in his tracks, you tell him all about this, and we'll make it happen. There it is. There we have like is. eight weeks to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. This was so much fun. Um, if you ever have any other things you want to yell, I'm happy to have you on. Uh, old man shouting at Cloud all the time. <laughs> yes. And then all the other clouds really want to listen, though. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, have so much fun at Animal Kingdom. Will do. Okay, you know that feeling that everyone knows something that you don't? For me, that used to be Quince, but no more. Quince is a truly astounding retailer, essentially carrying everything a person on your mood board would wear. We're talking washable silk blouses, chic leather bags, 14 karat gold jewelry, European linen dresses, and the best part of all is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They're up here with $50 Mongolian cashmere sweaters. $50! Beautiful, timeless items you can wear and actually live in. Meaning, you don't have to be scared to bring them on your theme park travels. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you're sensitive to retailers like I am, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. But it's not just your everyday work-life clothes. They have everything. I recently joined a new gym, big deal for me, and desperately needed new workout clothes to wear there. It's kind of like an LA gym. It's like it kind of got to look cute. So I ordered a pair of their Ultraform bike shorts and high-rise pocket leggings. And when I tell you, the quality of these leggings is truly on par with brands I paid three times as much for, which really kind of makes me love these three times more. I'm not only going to buy them again, but actually buy the other travel stuff in my cart because they have things like beautiful pastel suitcases for 129 bucks and these wildly affordable compression packing cubes that I have been waiting forever to buy compression packing cubes and they're always so pricey. And here, 
the price fits. So if you want to get ready for work, your new gym, travel, anything in your life, go to Quince. Quince.com slash amusing will get you free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Ooh, that's nice for someone who puts stuff off like I do. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash amusing to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash amusing. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. This is Katie currently from India. So since it's Halloween, I have an age-old question that's been haunting me for like years because there's this rumor floating around the internet that the one mask shop in the Italian pavilion at Epcot supposedly has a whole line of horror movie-inspired masks like Freddy Krueger and Chucky and all that. I'm like, is that real? (laughs) Thanks. Love the podcast. I'm not going to lie to you. I have both never heard this and equally need to know the answer. I was sadly not able to find anything on my end. I only had a very, very short window to look. So I'm opening it up to everyone. If you know anything about this, please give us a call at 747-CHURROS. I want to know the answer to this quandary, even if it's a little after Halloween, like just just like the nightmare before Christmas of questions. We will take your response whenever. I just got to know. I will find you the solution. I will do my best. I promise. Please let us know. Please let us know. Hi, Carly. My name is Allie from Washington State, and I just sent you an Instagram DM um, and told you I would be calling you. So here I am. Andrew Barth Feldman, who played Linguini on the Fantastic um, Ratatouille, tic- the TikTok musical, is going live on his YouTube page tonight for six hours to talk about the Disney parks. And I just feel like this needs to be something you are covering. I feel like you need to have him on the show. He is a legend, um, and he is also still, like, a child. Um, okay, probably not a child, but he's very young, and he is a legend. Um, I would love a podcast about him, with him. There's so many things you could talk about. Um, I just needed to tell you this. Um, I hope you are doing well and gearing up for some fantastic holiday season. I know I am. Um, I just love the podcast, love all you do. Thanks so much. Bye. Hi! Yes, I know. We have fully snoozed on welcoming Andrew Barth Feldman into the greater, very amusing universe, but I will get on top of that ASAP. I didn't see anything on his socials or YouTube about the live, though, and I know Andrew did this very well-received show at 54 Below in New York called Park Map, which I'm still heartbroken about not being able to see because my trips back to New York didn't line up with family. And also, like, I wasn't in a place to go indoors a few months ago. But 
regardless, I am all in in the Andrew Parth Feldman camp. I mean, it just go on Andrew's Instagram, which is Andrew B. Feldman underscore. And you'll see why Andrew is one of us. There is a close-up shot of Andrew wearing the Kermit the Frog Adidas sneakers while performing a show. So trust me, like it, we we will we will make it happen. We will make it happen for you. It is long overdue and I can't wait to do it. Don't worry, I got you. I got you. It's going to happen. Andrew, we love you. Good. Call the Trail Hotline. No, we'll call you. Don't call us. We'll call you because we will call you because we want to talk to you. Okay, bye. Thank you for calling. Hi, Carly. I am so late to catching up on the podcast, but I just listened to the episode on Disneyland Shanghai fifth anniversary, and I just wanted to comment on the blankets at Disney Resort because I I started housekeeping at one of our value resorts um, in Disney World, and I can tell you those blankets when they're new, they are awesome. They are so fluffy. They're so nice. But they are somewhere in between. And they do. They they really suck once you get them through the washing and bleaching process about a billion times as they do with all linen. And yeah, you're right. There's the top sheet that covers the mattress, another sheet, blanket, and then that top sheet that usually has some sort of fancy uh, bubbles or temporary things. And it's very, very sore, right? But it is, I, I hear you, it is awful. And trust me, as working in housekeeping, it sucks for me to have to utilize them too. Um, but I I would make a point of using the fluffiest, newest blankets in the beds that would pull out the Murphy beds in the room. Um, I will I don't get into which of the many valley resorts are. I don't know if all valley resorts have that. Um, but yeah, it was, it's those blankets suck. I hear you. But hey, um, makes you feel any better. At least valley resorts don't have that little piece of, uh, how do you call it, like seat? The one that you said, but it's probably 33. I believe it's probably the, like, small one. Uh, at the edge of the bed, which I was very glad uh, that, that they went away with it because, yeah, it always used to bruise me out, too. But anyway, I just wanted to comment on that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I hope you continue to enjoy this one adulting. It's uh, lots of very fun, happy seasons. But, um, yeah. Anyway, have a great day. Oh, my gosh. Okay, first of all, it is so great to hear from you. But more importantly, what an incredible tip. Thank you so much for letting us know to dig out the bedding <laughs> that is intended for that fold-out Murphy bed because I will be doing that anytime I stay in a hotel that has that little bed from now on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, that being said, I feel so seen that you are with us when it comes to this blanket issue. In case anyone is not familiar what we're talking about, I have lamented how there is no real bed. There's like no big, fluffy, comfy bedding at 
Disney hotels at Disney World. I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, Brooke McDonald has mentioned that there is an extra blanket in the closet. I don't go near there. I don't, that thing just, I don't know, it freaks me out for some reason. It shouldn't because there is like a safety thing on it that proves it hasn't been opened before. But I don't know, something about it being like that weird, it seems like a, like a, like a, a a flame resistant bag. I don't know. I'm not opening it. It's not happening. So knowing this blanket tip is very helpful. I also want to say, because you are in the biz, that any critique we have about blankets or bedding is not of you and your job. You are doing wonderfully. You are very appreciated. It is truly of clearly the fibers within the blankets that are being purchased. So thank you so much for letting us know. Thank you for this hot tip about using the other bedding. And I will now think of this every time I'm in a room with one of those fold-out beds. Oh, what a blessing. Thank you for calling. We appreciate you so much. That's our show. Thank you all so much for listening. And thank you to Robin Lopez for coming on Very Amusing. Check out Transition Game at TransitionGame.com, which, by the way, looks incredible. Definitely give it a look. And be sure to follow Robin at RoLopez42 on Twitter. You will not regret the follow. No matter how much or how little you are invested in sports, there's enough Disney content there to to warrant the follow. Trust me. Just trust me on this one. You gotta follow Robin Lopez on Twitter. It's an endless delight. You can get Very Amusing wherever you get your podcasts. Really, it's just free. It's just free and on the internet and anywhere that lets you hit a play button, you can listen to us. But if you, you know, just want to leave a rating or a review or any of your thoughts on Apple Podcasts, hey, we'll take it because I don't think Spotify or anyone else lets you provide feedback, but Apple surely does. Apple really wants me to see everything you say about the podcast. I get all these like push notifications from other clients who are like, call me. It's a whole thing. Anyway, if you want to rate and review me, I would greatly appreciate it. And I I thank you to everyone who has already left one and has bounced over from other places to leave a review. A very special thank you to Bemnit Zane, who in that review said, I listen on Spotify, but had to come over here and help out my girl. Thank you so much. Your girl is extremely thankful. You can find me, that girl, at Carly Wiesel on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find my Facebook group, The Fomaly, at facebook.com slash groups slash Carly Wiesel. Got a question? Just want to say hi? Want to yell about something that you're very excited about or very stressed about in terms of theme parks? We have a phone hotline you can call at any time and it's free. I guess it's not free. I don't know if it's free. It may be free. Uh, if you have a good cell phone plan, it's free. Call us at 747-CHUROS and we will happily take your messages all day, every day in perpetuity. We're here for you and we want to know your questions, your comments, your thoughts, your feelings, all of it, all of the above. So give us a call. This podcast was edited bravely by Jeff Fox. I really rode the line with this deadline this week, and Jeff really turned it out, so thank you, Jeff. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. See you real soon. Hey, honey, it's Mom. I just want you to know I crack myself up. I just said to Dad, don't bother me. I'm going upstairs to do my podcast. It's not my podcast. It's your podcast. But I'm just glad to be a part of it. Anyway, the best news I heard today, besides the Kite Tail show, which was great, Hoop-de-doo's coming back. Oh, my God. I am so excited. I have the best memories 
of laughing with you there and eating tons of fried chicken. And when I said to him I'd like a piece of salmon and he brought me a 10-pound piece, it covered my entire plate. It was amazing. They have good food. It was a great review. We had so much fun. I'm going with you when it opens. Promise. I did like the Kite Tail Show stuff that I heard about. I have not seen it yet, but I want to see the crashing. And now that I know where the crash site is, that I definitely want to go with you. So we have all these things we need to plan. Lindsay was so great. Um, it was so much fun hearing about it. It's filled with air and all the things that happen and the Zazie, whatever that is. And this is very cool. And I want to do that with you as well. I do like you on the commercials. I think that when you do my undies, you have such a great voice. You need to do commercials too, honey. This is great. I would buy those in five seconds. So I just want to say, fun, fun, fun episode. This was great, but I do want to mention one more thing. You mentioned something about TikTok. I have been dying to ask you this, but I know you've been busy, so I've left you alone. I want to do a TikTok with you at that song, Forget Me Not. I know, I know the routine. I can teach it to you. We can do it like on a split screen on a Zoom. We need to do it now that you're back on TikTok. I know that's not Disney, but you mentioned it. So all fair. I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye, sweetheart. Good episode.